Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. Welcome back to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I am extra excited for this episode because I have a very special human here with me today and I actually manifested her coming on this podcast. I just put it out into the universe. I was like, I want to have a numerologist on my podcast. I want it to be someone local in Denver and I want it to be someone who's like involved in the community who's really awesome. And then literally her account popped up on my Instagram feed. I don't even remember following her and I was like, it was all about master numbers, which is what we're going to get into today. Um, part of what we're going to get into today. And I was like, this is the person, this is who I'm supposed to interview. So welcome to the podcast, Brandy. And I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. My name is Brandy and I have been studying numerology for over a decade. I would say probably close to 15 years. Prior to that, I was really into tarot and, and grew up with all of the esoteric metaphysical stuff. Um, and yeah, I didn't ever plan to offer to do readings or anything like that. It was just something I was learning for fun and it's kind of evolved over the last decade or so. Amazing. So for the listeners who maybe are like, what the heck even is numerology? Can you give us a quick rundown of your definition of numerology? Like, what is it? Yeah, so numerology is the philosophy of the vibration that's within numbers. So if you believe that everything is energy and everything has its own special vibration, then that also applies to numbers. And mathematics is a universal language, so it doesn't matter where you're at. It's always going to be one plus one equals two and so on, but every single number has its own special energy within it and we're not really sure where the origins of numerology really come from but the earliest that we can trace it back is thousands and thousands of years from the mathematician pythagoras so every number has its vibration and so mathematics you know it's a part of everything so when we're looking at a person for example your birthday when you incarnated on this earth on a specific day those numbers were imprinted upon you. So those vibrations were imprinted upon you. And your name, even though we think it's really chosen by our parents, that comes from somewhere else. And I do believe that it's a very um, specific intention. And our name even has a vibration because every letter is also associated with a number. And everything from our home address to you know, the name of our business, everything every single thing has mathematics in it. So you take those core numbers and just their simplistic meaning and you get that vibration. But then when you have them all kind of together, they kind of create a puzzle or a blueprint. And again, that's, that's within everything. 
Oh my gosh, I'm having deja vu too. Are you? <laughs> Before we hit record, Brandy was like, I'm having deja vu because we were setting intentions. And just now when you said the word puzzle and putting it all together, I was like, ooh, this is so cool. Okay, so let's get into a brief breakdown of each number, one through nine. And what is, like, how can we start to apply this to our lives? So... When you look at the numbers, a lot of it is intuitive. So let's start with one. One is very singular. So it definitely represents independence. Um, it also represents new beginnings and starting. And then you look at number two. And, you know, if you were to look at lines almost, it'd be like two people facing each other. So it represents relationships. It represents balance, like as if you had two poles to balance when you're skiing. Um, so balance and relationships and it also rules intuition. And then three, three I like to think of as groupings. So like collaborations, other people, it represents creativity. Um, it's about authenticity. So mm -hmm. that's three. Mm -hmm. Four, like the two, because it's kind of a double two, um, it's also balanced, but it's even more sturdy. It's even more structured. So think of four legs on a chair, four walls in a building. Um, it also is the number of knowledge. And then number five, because five is an odd number, it kind of brings that structure out a little bit. It's um, a little more imbalanced, but not always in a bad way. Five, you know, can promote some sort of chaotic energy, but usually it's fun. It's fun, it's freedom, and it's also the number of change, right? Because when you have that sound structure and you all of a sudden bring in another element, it's going to shake things up, okay? And then six. Six is, again, like the double vibration of three, so you still bring over that creativity. Um, but six, uh, in addition to that, is really like this number of, domestication and like the home and the family and harmony and then we have seven and seven is also a very independent number like the one but this is like the number of mystery it's the number that rules science and religion and spirituality and nature okay and then when we go into eight eight is a very earthly number it is the number of material things so it represents money and abundance where when you look at the number eight it's like an infinity symbol so a lot of times that this means it is repeated patterns repeated cycles and then we go to nine and in numerology it typically stops at nine unless we move on to a master number which we can talk about later um, but nine is kind of like the culmination of the numbers the nine is considered uh, the number of wisdom, the number of humanitarianism. And when you look at the nine, it can also represent a lot of hardships too, but it's growth. Mm. So when you look at like your life path number, for example, all of these elements are applying to who you are. And then the last number that isn't really represented a lot in numerology is zero. Oh. Because everything comes from zero. So zero is actually the number of like God, source, spirit. I like to think of it as like when you think of like a womb or the void being birthed through a canal, okay. um, it's where everything comes from. And 
it's even synonymous with the the fool in tarot it's the first major card and when you look at that card you see like a baby being birthed and you see a person on a new journey so it's representing coming into this universe coming into a new lifetime on a whole new path but you're being birthed cool i had no idea that there was the zero that's fascinating Mm-hmm. Okay, I have so many questions and I'm like, let's just do this. <laughs> let's get into let's get into the master numbers really quick and then maybe we can cycle back like if you just want to say what they are and then what their vibrational qualities are and then we can circle back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the sure. master numbers? So, master numbers are when you have a repeating digit. And master numbers kind of apply to anything within your personal numerology chart. So, that would be 11, 22, or 33. Most numerologists stop at 33. They don't go beyond that. So, if your birthday adds up to 55, they don't typically consider that a master number. However, I still think it's important to look at that dual vibration. Um, So, master numbers mean that you are taking on... uh, a dual aspect. So for example, 11 is made up of two ones. So you get the energy, the double energy of ones, but 11 in numerology is one plus one equals two. So you're also getting the two energy. And so when you have a master number, it is the amplified version of its sum. So 11 is the heightened version of two, if that makes sense. And so when you come into this lifetime with a master number, specifically your, um, your, your life path number, it means you are meant to master your life in a sense that you are meant to master your purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We're going to get into that because my life path number is 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about life path numbers because, so now we have the breakdown of each number and how can we start to apply numerology as a tool to enhance our life, to help guide us? Um, I was kind of explaining it to a friend the other day. It's like learning a language of the universe that can assist you to, to more align with your, your soul, your highest self, your life purpose. So what is a life path number and how do we calculate it? Like if someone was listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I want to find out my life path number. Yeah. So your life path number is your entire birth date broken down to one digit. So my birthday is December 25th, 1983. So when you add 12 plus 25 plus 1983, you get 2020. Then you take two plus zero plus two plus zero, and you know you get four. So you break it down to one digit, unless it is an 11, a 22, or a 33. But that one digit that you get, that sum, that is your life path number. And our life path number, it's kind of adjacent to like your sun sign, but it's not exactly the same. Yes, there are personality traits within it. Our whole blue chart or our whole blueprint is, you know, our our personality little aspects, but our life path is really the potential of who you can be. It is it is who you intended to embody when you incarnated. And with that, there's also the shadow side because everything has a negative and a positive. So really depending on where you are keeping your energy, you might fall on one or other side or kind of dip in and out. But the intention is to fulfill the highest vibration, the highest expression of that life path's vibration, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. 
Okay, cool. So like, I'm going to give you another example. If sometimes it's confusing to hear people say numbers really quickly. So I'm going to give you another example for the listeners. So my birthday is June 12th, 1991. And so when you add up the six for June 12 and one nine nine one, you add every single one of those numbers up together, it comes out to 11 and then you add those two numbers together and that's a two. Um, so my, my life path is an 11, which is like the heightened version of the two. So I just, you can do this on your own. Um, just whip out your calculator and figure out like your life path number. Let's go into what is a personal year and month number and what is, how is that different from your life path number, the personal year number? Yeah. So our personal year is calculated with the world number. So for example, the world number for 2023 is a seven, two plus zero plus two plus three. So you take the world number and you add that to your life path number. And that's how you get your personal year. I'm sorry, your attitude number, which we haven't dived into that, but for your birthday, um, as you said, it's June 12th, 12th. Mm-hmm. So you would take six plus 12 mm-hmm. plus 2023. Yes. And that's how you would get your personal year number. And so it's different for every person every single year. And it's basically a cycle is a theme that you are going to experience for that year. So even if you don't know numerology, whatever number that that theme aligns with, it's going to bring in a certain energy into your life for that year. So, you know, for example, um, I'm in a personal year of eight. So that rules business and finance. So that is, this is the year to really look at my finances and like work on my business. So every year it's going to have a different theme and then personal month. We also have a a personal month number every single month. And so those are kind of like mini themes within the personal year. Okay, cool. Awesome. And I'll give you an example too, for the listeners, my personal year is a seven, which is interesting because we're in a world year seven And then my personal year is also a seven. Um, So it's just interesting to like be in that theme of energy for this year. And like, I'm also feeling it on a collective level as well. Like what's Mm -hmm. happening in the collective. And like one thing to keep in mind is that certain numbers are very compatible with one another and Mm -hmm. some of them aren't. So if you're in a personal year cycle that isn't compatible with your life path, it can make it a little bit more challenging. Yes. Okay. I love that you brought this up because I think you were talking about it on your Instagram the other day of like how the seven and the 11 is actually not compatible. So, um, and it's not like in a bad way. It's just, I think you've said it's like just more challenging. Um, so can you like elaborate on that? Like the difference between the differences between the 11 and the seven or like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at the number 11, because it's technically the heightened version of two and two is all about relationships and companionship and connecting and um, sensitivity and and wanting to dive deeper into understanding with other people. It is very much the opposite of the seven because the seven is about going within and being solitary. So it's very conflicting energies there. And it will not only confuse you, but also the people that you're connecting with because they might feel you pulling back but then also seeing you like kind of 
come towards them and wanting to connect deeper, but then pulling back again. And it's just kind of like this wavering back and forth. So, you know, when you have conflicting energies like that, it's always a good idea to just really make sure that you're prioritizing your alignment and just really staying balanced. Um, but yeah, they're, they're typically considered challenges to one another, but 11 and seven both rule intuition. So if anything, this is amplifying that for you. Yeah. But I will say, looking at your chart, you do have a seven in your chart. So if you have a number in your blueprint that is the same as your personal year cycle, it's going to activate that part of your chart. What is that part of my chart? The seven. So the seven for you is your soul number. Oh. So our soul number is what we need in order to feel fulfilled. It's what our soul needs. And so you could be aligning with everything in your chart, but if you are neglecting one piece of it, you're going to feel like something's missing. So since your soul number is seven and you're in the cycle of seven and it's the world number seven, it is really amplifying that introspection. But because it's the number that rules spirituality, it's really the year to ask, like, what is my purpose? What am I here for? But it's activating that part of your soul. So for your soul to feel fulfilled, it's like you need to dive really deep into that spirituality. And that's what you're being called to do. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> that's exactly what's been happening this year for me. And even though I have been on a spiritual journey since I was a kid, this year, more, now more than ever, I'm going to the depths of the depths of asking myself, what is my soul's purpose here? And it's almost like this energy of like, of clearing out all of the old to make space for this new purpose that feels like it's emerging from within me. It's, it's been really activating and, and intense for me. So yeah. that that's like, when you, when you look at, you know, our, our personal cycles, because they always go in order one through nine. So because you're in a personal cycle of seven this year, next year will be eight, and then the next year will be nine. So our personal cycles go through nine years. After nine years, it starts back over. So you're kind of coming up to the end, and there's a purpose of the progression. So like this year is about finding your purpose because you need to figure that out before the year's over because next year we'll be looking at like cycles and repeated lessons and the material where this was the spiritual, next year is the material. The year after will be about letting things go and disconnecting yourself from things. So that way for your whole new nine year cycle, when you start over as a one, you have a fresh slate and a whole new understanding of like who you are and what your purpose is. Wow. That's so really there's cool. a reason that it's in that order. Yeah, totally. And it makes sense because last year for me was a six. Yep. It's harmony. There's a lot of emphasis on the home, the home. Yeah. Domestic stuff. So yeah. even people are encouraged to, you know, decorate and like really make their home feel like a really good space for them. Um, family relationships. It is, it is like a marriage year, but yeah. like I said, every number has its shadow. So it can also be a year where people maybe leave the relationship because it doesn't feel authentic. Interesting. Yeah. And it makes sense because last year was the year I got married. It was the year that I called in my soul group of friends. And it was just like, it was all about like being in community with my people. And it's interesting. I'm kind of jumping around now, but 
my home address adds up to a six. It's a really good number for couples because that's the other thing. When you look at an address, it gives your home a specific vibration. And one, you want to make sure that it's aligning with your life path. But when you have more than one person living in a space, it's like you need to make sure that it's compatible with both of you. And so mm-hmm. sometimes that can be tricky because you guys might not share the same compatible number. So then it's like you almost need to find a neutral number you know, and kind of look at what that number rules. But um, even like booking hotels or like mm. Airbnbs, I look at the address. Yes. Okay, cool. But you can change it energetically if you need to. Like, oh. You don't feel like feel like you have to move, but you can completely change your address. Like the, the energetic vibration of like what, yeah. what it means to you. Yeah. So for example, you live in an address six, but let's say you wanted it to be a two for mm-hmm. like more, more of that, like deep loving connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you would add a five. So you would test this out. And the way to do this is to just get like a post-it <laughs> and write the number five, put it on the inside of your door, test it out for about a week or so. Okay. And before you do this, I recommend like saging your home, cleansing the energy, but then putting that post-it inside and just kind of feeling into the energy and seeing how, how it makes you feel. Um, you might need to kind of play around with numbers, but if you end up liking the energy of it, then I would just go to like Home Depot or Lowe's and get like an actual wooden number and like decorate it, paint it however you want, and then slap it on the inside of the door. Oh my God. So that cool. five plus the six equals 11. Um, and then the five, you know, is going to promote fun. Mm. And then that 11 is going to promote, you know, more connectivity. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes fives can make us feel restless so it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of just an experiment to see. Another thing you can do also is let's say there's a number, say you can't find a good compatible number, but you kind of just say you, you want to be more creative. You know, you could take a number that, that adds up to three with your address and you could even just put that on the inside of the door of one room. And that's going to be like your creative space. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love this. So many fun tips that I haven't <laughs> heard before. I'm totally going to do that. I actually saw a 333 on a license plate, right? As I was leaving the gym today, my head just like turned. I felt something like turn my head, this like pull and the license plate was right next to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is a sign. And I'm like, I can't wait to ask Brandy about it. But before we get into the angel numbers and all of that, cause I know I can't wait to ask you about that. I want to ask about the numbers of your name um, so that people can figure that out. And like, what is that number called? Because I totally forget what that number is. Yeah. So every single letter of the alphabet is associated with a number. So the easiest way to do this is to know that A is 1, B is 2, 3 is B, 4 is D, and so on. And so you're going to then write your name out and match each letter up with a number and then add up all those numbers like you did to get your life path. And it has to be your full name that you were given at birth that's on your birth certificate. You're going to add it up, break it down to one digit. The only exception to this is if you have a Y in your name. If that Y is a consonant, uh, you are not going to count it. If, Or sorry, you are going to count it. If it's a vowel, you're not. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if my middle name is Emily, I'm, and now I'm like, what is the difference between a consonant and a vowel? It sounds like a vowel. 
Yeah, it is a vowel because you need the e and the e. So why? So why is considered a a vowel in this case? So you count it. Okay. Um, if I can't even think of an example where it's not, but there's certain names where it's not. Um, like I'm thinking of like Yeshua, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like so yeah. Something like that. Like you wouldn't count it. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. So that's the only time you like you basically just omit that letter, okay. and so you add it all up and you get one number and that is your destiny number. Destiny numbers are a little bit different from your life path because remember your life path is the potential of who you could really be. I mean, your whole chart is like your potential, but your life path is like really who you signed up to be kind of the the archetype that you wanted to portray in this lifetime. But your destiny number, I look at this as far as your, you know, kind of, kind of like your career path in a way like what you need to apply to what you're doing for a living and really pairing that with your life path. And sometimes they're so opposite. They're considered challenge numbers. And that is when we kind of feel very conflicted on our path and what we want to be doing with our lives. But you kind of want to look at how they play together and kind of piece it all together like a puzzle, like I said. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm curious, what's your life destiny number? My destiny number is a three. So uh-huh. it's a challenge to my life path four. Interesting. Because my, yeah, the four is the builder, the creator, like the architect, the the natural teacher. Um, and then three, three is like the number of creativity. Um, but anyone that has a destiny number three, because it's a little different on the placements of your chart, destiny number three versus life path three. Yes, they still have that creative expression, but it's a little different depending on where it's placed. So with your destiny being a three or mine being a three, it's, I'm meant to uplift and inspire people. Mm, Beautiful. Okay, cool. What are some other aspects of someone's chart? We have the life destiny number. We have the life path number. What are some other cool places that you like to look at when you're reading someone's numerology chart? Yeah. So I think there are numbers that are more significant than others. So for example, we have like the personality number, which comes in your name. And we also have an attitude number, which comes from your birth date. And these are kind of just like your attitude towards life and people's first impression of like what they expect from you. Um, not really their impression of like who they think you are. It's just kind of sets the expectation. Um, that's kind of just a little bit of energetic surface level, like vibrations, if that makes sense. It's yeah. not necessarily who you are. It's just kind of like the first impression. Cool. Um, but they do contribute to parts of our personality. Whereas, you know, our life path and our destiny and our soul number, those three to me are the most important. And of course, like our day number um, is important too, because our day number is really like how we communicate with people mm. and how we show up. I love um, that. But like, I mean, all the numbers do, but certain placements have more emphasis than others. But like I said, your life path is who you signed up to be, your destiny ties in with what you should be doing for a living. And then your soul number is the aspect that you need to fulfill in order to feel like you're really living your most authentic life. Beautiful. What is your soul number? My soul number is a five. So freedom and fun. So if your soul number is a five, you should be travel for a living. I mean, really, if there's a five anywhere in your chart, you need fun. Yes. Otherwise, you can feel stuck. Okay. Is there a five in my chart? Can you see? There's not, but you have a seven and seven's a very independent number also because sevens need to be like, ideally you should be living near water. Yeah. Looking at your chart. Yep. Um, 
I've been feeling the same <laughs> thing. Are, the you're ocean's not calling meant to be me. landlocked. Mm-mm. No, I've been feeling but, that for seven years now, <laughs> which is yeah. hilarious. So yeah. So, you know, five, um, yeah, five and seven are like independent numbers. So if you have a five, seven or a one anywhere in your chart, you're going to need a lot of independence and, and freedom. Awesome. Okay. And then how does one calculate their soul number? So it's, it's broken down between like the consonants and the vowels. It kind of breaks up with, there's three different parts. One's consonants, which is like your uh, destiny number and then the vowels for the soul number and then everything all together or sorry, everything all together gives you your destiny and then the personality and the, the soul. It's really gotcha. confusing, but <laughs> there's definitely some easy calculators. So you don't have to write it all down. And I can give you a link that you can share where people can yeah. just type in their names. Although Perfect. I wouldn't completely go by the meanings that they put there. They're a little off, but at least to have the numbers and to explore yeah. the numbers on your own. Perfect. Okay. We're going to link that in the show notes for everyone. Yes. To because even on. for me, I can't calculate letters in my head. I yeah. have to use a calculator. Totally. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So let's get into, before we get into my personal numbers, cause I'm like so freaking excited to hear mm-hmm. what you have to say. Let's just like clarify what the heck are angel numbers. I feel like there's so many misconceptions about them and Speaking from personal experience, I've been seeing angel numbers ever since I was aware of angel numbers, but it wasn't up until I actually started to learn numerology and the significance behind each number that I actually started. It was like the universe, like I said, was like speaking this language to me and I have a deeper understanding of what they mean now instead of being like, oh my God, two, 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 I'm so aligned on my path or Mm -hmm. like my spirit guides are speaking to me. Cool. But like, what are they actually saying? And that's where numerology comes in. So break it down for us. I'm so curious. Yeah. So I have a little issue with angel numbers because if you've ever seen one, one, one or two, 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 and you go to Google, you're going to get a million different answers. Conflicting answers. They're not going to make sense. And that makes it really confusing because To me, whenever the universe is communicating with you, it's communicating with you in the way that you're going to understand. So if you're confused and you don't understand it, then it's not going to give you those signs quite as much. It'll give you signs in different ways. With that said, I think when you assign meaning to something, say you've never heard of numerology, but you assign meaning to feeling aligned with 222, that's what that's going to mean to you. But when you actually start to study numerology, it kind of expands that meaning for you, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. angel numbers are really a newer concept. And I think a lot of it is, you know, derived from like the Bible and then people just coming up with their own meanings and then throwing it all out there on the internet, you know, for the last like decade or so. It's really a new concept. So that's why I don't like it because there's so many different meanings. And then when people put that out there, they're giving their personal interpretations to strangers. When I think, if anything, you should be coming up with your own interpretation until you discover numerology. Mm. Then kind of let it build on top of what it means for you. Cool. If that makes sense. Totally. So I think when you go back to basics and you study numerology, like I said, one always means like independence or new starts or, you know, being very solo. Um, when you see one, 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 then you're like, okay. I know what the one means. 
but then you would add 1 plus 1 plus 1, and you get a 3. So you're getting a dual meaning. And so then you're like, okay, well, 3 means self-expression and creativity and all these things. Then it's really up to your intuition to kind of like piece together those two vibrations and see what resonates for you. Like go with your first instinct and be like, okay, this is the message I'm supposed to be getting. On the other side of that, say you're only seeing 11 and then 11, 11, and then one, one, one. If you're getting all the different combinations of the same number, I would omit the sum of it and just look at what that singular number means because that's really being amplified for you. And then the other thing to do is look at your numerology chart, look at your six number blueprint and ask yourself, is the number I'm seeing part of my chart? Because if so, you're being told to activate that part of your chart to get back on track and to remember your potential. Beautiful. Okay. So I love this and I'm going to give an example as well for me. Like my, as we know, my life path number and my life destiny number are 11s. So mm-hmm. when I see 1111 on the clock or somewhere like an address or a license plate or even a receipt, like I see it all over the freaking place. It's crazy on my receipts. Yeah. So when I do see that, I know that that is amplified aspects of my chart. And it's like almost like my higher self or the universe is asking me to activate those parts of me. Is that yes. correct? Yep. I definitely think because you have two 11s, the 1111 is very much you, right? (laughs) Because it's like our destiny and our life path, it's, it's mirroring, you know? So it's telling you, you know, step into your purpose because again, the master numbers mean you are meant to master your purpose in this lifetime. So it's definitely giving you a very strong message. Cool. What about, okay. So for me as well, I've been seeing many different numbers specifically on license plates like in one random day I'll see 222 444 777 and then like like I just like so many numbers what does that mean and I also have heard before that if you see a number become aware of what you're thinking in that moment or what you just thought about and then that's like a sign does that resonate with you Would you recommend that? It does because I'll even get just straight up words on license plates. You know, the, the universe is going to communicate with you in whichever way you understand that, whether it's a phrase, a word, a symbol, um, or numbers. Right. And so I think the more you start to see those things, one, it means that you're in alignment energetically. And most of us are when we're driving because we're almost kind of like in this meditative state. So it makes sense. But I would say definitely, um, you know, whatever a meaning, whatever meaning you've assigned to those numbers, the universe is going to communicate with you in that way mm-hmm. because it knows how you're going to interpret it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think go off of that and that first instinct as well. And then once you start diving more into numerology, it just expands the meaning and it just gives you more clarity, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. That it's kind of even the same like with tarot. Like, yes, there are specific meanings assigned to each card. But as you do it more often, certain cards will start to mean certain things to you. So it doesn't matter if that's like the core meaning, but it's built off of the core meaning with your meaning and it kind of creates its own special message for you, you know? Yeah. Because numerology is even integrated within tarot too. So it's, it's an everything, but, um, 
yeah, I would, I would definitely say, look at how you think the universe is trying to communicate with you and disregard the angel numbers and the Googling, um, <laughs> unless you're feeling called to do that because yeah. then your higher self knows that you're going to go search for that answer. Cool. I love that. Okay. So let's break down really quick. The number, like I would say like my number has been for about six or seven years, one, four, three, which is, I love you and Morris code. And I've always assigned, I love you to that, to those three numbers. And I'll see it repeated in patterns and even mixed up like four, one, three or three, four, one or 1143. Like I see it everywhere all the time. And I'm always like, God loves me. I am loved. My higher self loves me. Like this is confirmation. I feel like I'm divinely supported. Um, so can you elaborate on that? And like, I think we've talked about this before where like the numbers one plus four plus three add up to eight, which is also Mm -hmm. has its own significance. So can you share what your thoughts are? Yeah. So I think because you've assigned, I love you to it for so long. That's what that meaning is for you. Okay. I would kind of disregard the eight. Okay. Unless you start to really, you know, assign meaning to it in that way. But if you've assigned this belief with it for so long, I would keep it with that. Yeah. But now that you are learning numerology, I think new messages will start showing up in different number patterns to give you a more specific message, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, Especially because this year I've been on a deep inner journey of fulfilling a soul contract with money, like going through so many ups and downs, like this whole journey of my relationship with money. And this year is the year that I spiritually mm, like resolve it and like build a beautiful, healthy relationship with it. And that's exactly what I'm, what I've been doing. So when you and I were out to dinner that one night and you're like, well, it adds up to an eight in my body, I got this resonance of like, yes, this is even more confirmation that the work that I've been doing with money is working. Like it's, I'm just like on the right path. So yes, cool. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think because that, like, for example, like you said, you're, you're one, four, three, it's like always been, I love you, but it is an eight, which does roll money. And if that's something that's really on your mind, you might start seeing the one, four, three, even more, because now you know what that equals to. And I think throughout your life, you're probably going to continue seeing that pattern, but you're going to instinctually know, okay, today it means I love you. Mm. Tomorrow it means look at your finances, Mm. look at your relationship with money. You'll know. Yeah. Okay, cool. So anyone who's listening, can they, like, if there's a number that they've always loved, like their favorite number, maybe for no reason, or it's, they feel like it's their lucky number. How can someone work with like, their numbers that they resonate with. Um, and like you said, assign meaning to them when they see the repeated three repeated of the same numbers. Yeah. So again, I would go back to what is that number that's being repeated mean with a singular meaning. Mm-hmm. So for example, the three, like three, 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 three means creativity and self-expression well, you're seeing it three times. If you're always just seeing it in that three, three, three pattern, 
Well, then you're going to say, okay, what is the sum of that? And that is nine. And nine is about the endings, the ending of a cycle. Um, it's also about letting go, releasing things, but it can also represent humanitarianism. So you want to look at, okay, well, maybe I need to authentically express myself in order to let go of who I was. Or maybe I need to dive into something creative and help humanity. You're going to know, like you're going to kind of piece them together and be like, how does this resonate with me? And you will know in your gut and like in your heart. And then I say, then that is the meaning that you're getting. I would love to now dive into my numbers um, Mm -hmm. and my chart. And if you're open to just giving me a little mini reading, I am so excited to hear what you have to say. So looking at your chart, your numbers are 9, 3, 11, 11 again, 7, and 4. So the first thing I notice is you have two 11s. So whenever you have more than one, or whenever you have the same number repeating more than once, that's amplifying that vibration, right? Um, so having the two 11s, those are both master numbers. And so anyone that has master numbers specifically with the 11s they always feel a little bit different or even kind of weird especially growing up um and because it's the heightened vibration of two which is all about connecting with people it can make connecting feel really uncomfortable not like uncomfortable for you because like you want to connect but like almost um harder to connect because people aren't operating on that same vibration if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i always feel like when you have those two numbers, it's really going to play a major theme in your life because it's your two most important numbers and they're repeating. So the 11, again, so you're really meant to connect with people on a really deep level. You do really well on one-on-one versus like big group settings. Um, you're very, very sensitive. Two is the number of intuition. So people that have twos and 11s, they can tend to have like prophetic dreams. They can have like little psychic hits. I've never not met an 11 or two that doesn't get deja vu. And All the time. I think some people have misconceptions of what that is or think, oh, deja vu is like normal. It's not. I've only <laughs> experienced it a few times in my entire life. Wow. But people that have 11s and twos experience it regularly. Yeah. And the more you experience it, it's telling you, yes, you're on the path, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of like glitching between the past and the present and the future, kind of like all colliding at once with the timelines. Chill. And I really look at the 11 as a mirror, right? So looking at yourself in reflection with other people, connecting with people on that level, feeling a lot of empathy. Um, But also I look at the 11 as a doorway. So people that have these 11s because they have this like heightened sense of intuition and these like, you know, deja vu glitches, which in my opinion is almost kind of like shifting timelines sometimes. Um, you have the ability to walk through these like energetic doorways and really shift and like quantum leap more than the average person because you're operating at that level. So you have that. Um, so you, it's, it's really like a gift, a gift of connecting and a gift of intuition. Um, really anybody that has like the 11, I feel like they could be doing any type of like psychic type of work or like mediumship. And then looking at your soul number, which is a seven, seven is like a very spiritual number. So you take the spirituality and that intuition, because remember 11 and seven both have a lot of intuition, but in different ways. Mm -hmm. So like 11 is like this emotional 
like sponge where you can feel how people are feeling where seven is like this just knowing where you pick up on details and you see things that other people don't see so when you have the 11 and the seven paired together even though they're considered a challenge they are really amplifying this awareness of other people so you are able to like almost have self-awareness of others that they don't have for themselves if that makes sense 100 percent so because of that you're definitely <laughs> able to guide people so like coaching is so great for you yes and then i look at your attitude number it's a nine it is the mm. humanitarian so you are really meant to serve other people in this lifetime and it is considered an old soul number. So anyone with the nine, it's like they've come into this lifetime with this innate knowing that they, they kind of just know that they're meant for more or know what they're meant for early on. Yeah. And especially when you're younger and you have that nine in your chart, it can make it very hard to connect with peers in that way because you have this like inner wisdom that young people typically don't have. <laughs> and pairing that with the 11 where you feel different, it's like, just really this, um, I want to say almost like isolating journey, which can make it hard because the 11 wants to be loved and to connect so much. I and feel then so seen right now. Looking at your day, <laughs> which is a three, three is all about self-expression, right? Yeah. So anyone that has a three, like they are typically good at like writing or speaking or performing or anything creative. So if you have a three in your chart, you need to have some sort of creative expression or outlet. Yes. Okay. If you don't, again, if you're neglecting any part of your chart, you are going to feel like something's missing. Yes. You're going to feel off. And then again, going back to that seven in your chart, the spirituality. So really finding your purpose. That is your soul number to find your purpose. But because you have the 11s where you connect with other people, I personally believe you are here to help other people find their purpose mm. using the intuitive tools. Wow. And then when we look at your personality number, it's a four. This is someone's like first kind of expectation of you. So they expect you to teach them. They expect you to help them build something, if that makes sense. And yes. they expect you to be this like support structure, supporting structure for them. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Everything that you said resonates so deeply with me and it makes so much sense. Like... The fact that I always was craving growing up this deep, intimate connection with people, but I felt so isolated and lonely. Like I always gravitated towards having one best friend and then they would like switch schools and then I have to make another best friend again. And then I had all these cycles of like all that. And then I definitely feel like I have past like experiences as an intuitive, as a child that I've just kind of shut out of my memory because I think I was scared as a child. Like I always had this fear of being kidnapped and I don't know, there's some stuff there that I feel like I get to subconsciously explore, but, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then the creativity, I've always known that ever since I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to be a writer one day. I loved painting. I loved art. I still do. I mean, I'm a florist now. And then the coaching aspect, it made so much sense. And then one of my favorite things that I love to do with my clients is I receive intuitive hits all the time in our client sessions. And I don't know how I know, but like, I'm just being told to speak. Like I, I literally just feel the words coming out of my mouth 
And then I help, I've helped so many women build their own businesses, doing what they love, doing what their soul's purpose is. So like helping them build that in our one-on-one deep connection. So like, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh yeah. The spirituality thing, which I've talked about. So anyways, it just all resonates so deeply. I will say though, every number has shadows. Yeah. So let's talk about the shadow. Let's do it. So (laughs) with that 11 and that amplified sensitivity, it's really important for you to not take things personally and to also not muddy up your emotions with other people's. Like I said, you can be an emotional sponge. So really keeping an energetic boundary between you and other people. Yeah. I literally teach that to my clients. Yeah. (laughs) And that's been like one of the biggest challenges of my life is not taking things personally. That's crazy. (laughs) And then the four aspect, the four, you know, they're these innovators. They have these ideas. They're like these inventors and these builders and the mind doesn't stop. But the problem is they don't act on everything. And they want it to be perfect before they can act on it. So it's like, make lists of those ideas and act on it. And then with the nine, the nine doesn't ask for help. Mm. They're so willing to help, but they don't really ask for help or hugs. Um, and also the nine has a hard time letting go of past hurt, especially mm. if it can come to family. Cause a lot of times you'll see nines that have like old family pain or family issues, not all the time, but it is pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, letting go of resentment because that will bring you down. So letting go of resentment. Um, and the three, you know, the three is like this creative, cheerful, funny, magnetic person. But when the three gets down, people can't be in a good mood around you. Okay. Um, And then the seven, the seven can be cynical because they want the answers. They want to know their purpose. They're diving deep. And sometimes when they don't get those answers, they can turn cynical. Yeah. And they also can like really go within too much because the three and the seven are conflicting. You know, the three wants to socialize. The two wants to connect. The seven's like, leave me alone. The four is the homebody, Mm. you know? So And we Mm. all have these conflicting numbers, which is why I think in our society in general, you know, we're, we're taught that we have one purpose. That's not the case. We change, we evolve. Our purpose changes and evolves. Um, what we're drawn to changes. And so I think that that's healthy because we should be exploring all of the facets of our chart and who we are. It's, it's what we signed up for when we came here. Beautiful. Wow. I love that. That's such an awesome explanation of all of that. And I really do feel that right now, like speaking to what you just said about how our purpose can evolve over time. I feel like there's a new purpose that's emerging from within me at this period of my life. And I'm, and I'm like just in full surrender and trusting that it's going to unfold exactly how it's supposed to. And, um, yeah, so wow. (laughs) So cool. Um, and one thing I'll say is when you're talking about your relationship with money, take less emphasis off of it this year mm. because that's next year for you. Right. Yeah. For the eight. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't focus so much on the, the building of the business. Focus yeah. more on the purpose and then that yes. will follow because this is the year for the purpose to unfold. Yes. That resonates so deeply. And 
what I've been doing is a lot of energy work of aligning my vibration to the frequency of money and abundance and this like reconnecting with my inner source of infinite abundance. Um, and I've actually been putting the brakes on my business, on my coaching business. I've stopped all building of my business aside from podcasting and continuing to coach my current clients. Um, so that resonates very deeply. It's just been a lot of like introspection and energy alignment (laughs) and feeling like an inner safety, like cultivating an inner security within myself versus putting my power into money to give me safety and security. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, um, unprogramming that we all have to do. So totally. Yeah. Maybe we can do a part two podcast episode. Cause there's definitely a few questions that I didn't ask you that I'm like, I mean, like there's people can change their name and it changes their energy vibration, things like yeah. that. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share about numerology that's coming through to you that you're like, people need to know this, or I just want to talk about this? I think, you know, if you are drawn to numerology or you keep seeing number patterns, I really urge you to learn about it. And there's more resources now than there was when I was researching, you know, like back in like 2010, (laughs) I kept seeing 737 and I'm like, what, what does that mean? And I couldn't find an answer. Um, I would go to the library, get some books on Pythagoras. You could probably find plenty of books on numerology, but go to the basics. Don't get anything on angel numbers. You know, don't, don't go that route. Go, go back to the basics and really learn what the numbers are. And even just like, you know, keep a simple screenshot in your phone or something and start asking the universe to communicate with you. Say, tell me what I need to know right now. And you will see a number pattern. Mm. And then you might later on see a word on a plate that coincides with it, you know? Yes. And really, and expect to see it. Yeah. And learn about your chart too, because again, like if you're feeling unfulfilled and you feel like something's missing or you feel torn or you feel unhappy or you feel stuck in a job or stuck in a relationship or whatever the case, learn your numbers because that's going to tell you so much about yourself. Because a lot of times there are aspects of our chart that have specific talents and skills. And if we weren't brought up to express that, if we weren't encouraged to express those parts of ourselves, it's not going to resonate with us. So once you start exploring that path and exploring those pieces, it's going to come really easy to you better than it would with other people, because that is something you came into this lifetime with. So to not use those tools is like really doing a disservice to yourself. Mm. You know, it's like the magician tarot card. Mm -hmm. It's this wizard in front of a table with all of these magical tools. And whenever that card comes up for somebody, it's telling you, you have these tools, but you're not using them, but we create our own reality. And why wouldn't you use the gifts that you have? Why would you let them lay dormant and stay stagnant? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. It was so enlightening for me and also for giving me that little mini reading. It was so cool. I can't wait to learn more. Um, I know next time we'll have to dive into like the tarot and the numerology and 
and if you should take someone's last name or not, and even compatibility within partners and friendships too. Yeah. And even like working with people, hiring employees or, you know, all of those things, looking to see the compatibility, if it's going to be more work or not. Right. Yeah. And even I was going to ask you too, like, I have a lot of, I've been just everyone in my life. I'm like, calculating their life path number and it's interesting I have a lot of nines in my life a lot of sevens in my life which are like not necessarily the sevens aren't compatible whatever but I resonate so deeply with the sevens I resonate so deeply with the nines because I have those numbers in my chart which is so cool and when you share three or more numbers with somebody that's a soulmate connection Oh, okay. Yeah, you and I share the seven, the three, and the four. Oh my gosh, so cool. And our life paths are a natural match. Yes. As well as our soul numbers. Cool. Actually, if, if, if we were dating, if we were not both straight women, <laughs> we would be a really compatible couple. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Do you want to speak a little bit more on that like before we wrap up? and? Yeah, I, like compatibility? Like, yeah, it feels alive yeah. right now. So I think a lot of us, get into relationships where it's, you just feel this resonance, you feel this soulmate connection. And there's just something about somebody that you feel so drawn to. And it's usually because you share three or more numbers. And what I'll say about that is numbers have to line up with one another. So look at your soul number versus their soul number, your life path versus their life path, etc. If your life path is incompatible with theirs or your soul number is incompatible, even though you share numbers, it doesn't mean it won't work. It just means it's going to be challenging, mm-hmm. right? Because if you have three out of six numbers that are soulmate and three out of six that are considered challenge or toxic, it can be like, you know, really good sometimes. Maybe the sex is really good, but you cannot see eye to eye, <laughs> right? Um, but it's also good to understand what someone's numbers are because you're not going to take things so personally. Mm-hmm. So if you are with a life path seven who needs a lot of alone time, but you're an 11 where you need that connection and love, you're not going to feel like victimized, like, Oh, they don't love me. You're going to be like, that's who they are. And you're going to respect it. So in a lot of ways, it's a useful tool with navigating relationships, but it's definitely worth looking at the numbers because sometimes it's like the numbers just aren't there. You might even share one or two numbers with someone and feel like drawn to them, but it's just such not a good match. And that's not to say it won't work, but it's going to require work. And Mm -hmm. I don't believe in working in relationships. Mm -hmm. When the numbers line up, it's easy. You communicate easily. Um, And it's also interesting too, because sometimes you'll notice that your numbers will mirror someone's. Mm -hmm. They'll be the same, but flipped. Mm -hmm. Like with the life path and the destiny. Yeah. That is like kind of like twin flame energy. Okay. That also can amplify and like bring things to the surface that we didn't know were there, like parts of ourselves that we're seeing in the other person. So it either creates a deep resonance or it can create this like repelling energy because we don't want to see it. Whoa. But it's really important to like dive into those relationships and see what you can learn from them. So it's really interesting. Do you believe that dogs have numbers as well like we did we did our dog's numbers yeah and so our dog pepper his birthday and then his so his life path and his destiny number are the same exact as my husband's but flipped so like 
does that make so like they're, they're teachers they're teachers from one another yeah yeah and I'd so also cool. look at pepper's name and this is something you can do too and i don't want to like talk about losing our pets but if you know their numbers and you lose your pet and you go to get another one you can try to find one with the similar numbers they'll have a similar vibration to that pet oh interesting and you can even name them to have like a similar vibration if you really connected and resonated with the essence of that wow crazy. So it's almost like we're using our free will to determine what we like, we're manifesting it and we're creating our own destiny. But at the same time, I've been asking myself this since this is like a year seven for me. I'm like, there's also like a divinity in all of that. So even that was like, quote unquote, written in the stars. Like, yeah, yeah. I believe that people, pets, circumstances, they enter our lives because they're supposed to, Yeah. but it's our free will with what we do with it. Mm. So say you want to, it's all about experiencing, right? So say you want to experience more of the same because you had such a deep connection with that pet. Well, when that pet goes, you could find another one with the similar numbers, but let's say you're like, you know what? I want to experience something completely different. Then you just kind of go off your intuition and pick a pet because you like the photo, you know? So it's like everything is literally choose your own adventure, but you can use the numbers to, I don't want to say manipulate, but to kind of mold and have just like a little bit more uh, creative control, even though we're always Mm co-creating with what you want in your life. Mm. So that's why like business names, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure it coincides with your name dates. You're going to launch things like, all of it, you know? So cool. Even, um, I was just gonna, I was gonna say like planned C-sections, like when women are pregnant and they want to potentially choose a date to have their baby, they can choose a date that the number, the life path number is like what they would want or something like that. Yeah. I, I think when it comes to that, I think they have less control than, than they think because that soul is coming in with an intention mm-hmm. and you might plan a C-section, but that baby might come sooner or, you know, there might be a complication that prevents that from happening and you might have to give birth naturally or, you know, whatever, right. because again, we can only control so many things for us, but when it comes to another party, another person that has free will, it can shift, you know, because you have to remember, like, we have incompatibilities with a lot of people in our lives for a reason. Mm. Sometimes our soulmates are difficult relationships because we're supposed to learn from them. So let's wrap up this podcast episode. Thank you again so much for sharing all of your wisdom. Um, So how can people learn more about numerology um, and book a session with you? Because you do numerology readings for people and tarot readings and intuitive readings. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us more about your offerings and how you work with people in that way? Yeah. So like I said, if you just want to learn about numerology in general, I would go to the library, get a book on Pythagoras and just, just start learning the numbers. And then anyone can find me on Instagram and I'm sure you'll be able to link that. I will. It's kind of a long spelling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I have a couple different offerings from numerology. I can just give you a, a PDF blueprint that it's not a one-on-one session with me, but it's just, here's your numbers. It's calculated with all the meanings. Um, or I can do a one-on-one where we dive into your chart. We look at your cycles, your yearly cycle, your monthly cycles, your home address, 
all those things. I also do love compatibility readings. Um, but I really love doing numerology business readings because my background is in like social media and branding. And I think pairing that with the numerology, it's just an, an extra tool with that. So I love doing, doing all of that too. Perfect. Amazing. We'll link everything that you need that Brandy just, um, described in the show notes. So you can easily book a session with her, download the PDF, anything that you want. Definitely check out her Instagram. She has been building her Instagram, um, just like doing fun, like educational videos on numerology. And it's really fun to follow her and learn more. So definitely check her out on Instagram and, and your listeners will get a, um, discount too. We can give them a 10% discount off of there. Amazing. Wonderful. Service. Yeah. Yay. So you can, um, use, I'm going to include a code or a link or something like that. You'll see it in the show yeah. notes. Perfect. Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Like I know you, you are a woman of many hats. You do so many cool things. So do you want to describe a little bit more about what you offer and what you do and who you are? Yeah. So I do, I do tarot readings. I've been doing them for over 20 years. Um, but I like to incorporate the numerology with that. But like I said, I love the whole branding and social media and marketing piece of it. So it's like, if you have a business or you want to build a business, um, really diving into your numbers and kind of figuring out what that looks like and how to use your special talents and skills and then also, you know, figuring out, okay, is this business la- business name or um, program name in alignment with your numbers um, and strategy with the energy. So kind of tying it all together. And I kind of like to call it social media and intuitive marketing. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing everything, Brandy. It was so awesome chatting with you and... For all the listeners, check out the show notes for all of the juicy details and offerings so you can start learning about numerology too if you're interested. Thanks for listening to the Worthy Woman podcast. I'm so grateful for you here and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a new episode when it's released. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.